All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Monetize Everything podcast. This is your host, George Pitts. And today what we're going to be talking about is why you should put a value on your time. Um, Many people don't value their time or they don't allow people to respect their time is because they don't have a value for it. And because you don't have a value for it, you don't know really just how valuable your time is. And so a lot of people get this wrong because they feel that, well, I'm off. I don't have anything going on. So therefore, my time is open. And that is the wrong mindset to have. So what I want you to do is I want you to stay tuned, get ready to take some notes. I'm going to give you five things that you need to do to make sure that you have value on your time. So stay tuned. This is the Monetize Everything Podcast, a place where people just like you can learn how to build wealth, improve personal finances, and start an online business all online. Now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, George Pitts. All right, everybody, welcome back. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how you need to put a value on your time. Uh, Most of us, we don't have a value on our time because, you know, if you work for a nine to five, you get an hourly rate or in some cases you get a salary. And so you feel that, okay, during my time, I'm getting something of value here. my, My time is being valued while I'm on the clock or while I'm in the office. But as soon as you walk out, it's like we devalue that time. We put a zero dollar amount on our time. And so we allow it to be wasted by distractions like social media, news, TV, uh, conversations, gossiping, all that kind of stuff, reality TV. We just allow things to dominate our time. And the, the reason for that is because we just don't put a we don't put a value on it. So I'm going to give you five things that you need to focus on today to help you start to put value on your time so that you can prepare to get into the online space, whether you decide to get into it as a consultant, as a coach, as a strategist, or any of the other opportunities that are available out there. All right. So the first thing that you need to do is you need to figure out what your rate is. What, how much is your time worth? Okay. One of the things that I tell some of my new clients and, and I won't go into too much detail on this, Uh, because again, I value my time as well and I value my expertise, but I'll give you kind of a snippet. So what I normally tell people is to figure out, okay, what is your ideal annual revenue? How how much money do you want to make in a year? Okay. Um, so let's say that you want to make the the number one thing that most people say when I ask them, how much money you want to make in a year? They say, Oh, I want to make six figures. Well, what is that? A hundred thousand, 200,000, 300,000. There's, there's like, multiple six figure ranges. So what is that range? But let's just say that you want to make 150,000 a year. Okay. And you've got 25 hours in a day to do it. Let's say you work 40 hours a week and you've only got 25 hours a week, um, to, to, to add to that. Right. Which means that you, you're going to have about five hours a, a day or, uh, for five days, or you're going to have four hours a day for six, you know, something along those lines. So let's say you you say, okay, well, I got 25 hours available to devote to my hourly business, whether that's coaching, consulting, strategy, whatever that may be. You take that and you divide that over the course of how many hours that is over the course of a year. So you would take however many hours it is a week 
times 52 because there's 52 weeks. Okay. And you're going to get a number. Take the amount that you want to make in a year and divide that by the number of hours in the week. And that's how much your time is worth. So let's say that you come out and your time is worth $115 an hour, $120 an hour, whatever it may be. Well, you want to take that amount, 120, 115, multiply that by how many sessions you need to have for that hourly rate. And that's how much you'll get at 115 times 25 hour, 25 coaching sessions a week. That's roughly $150,000 a year. So now that you've got an idea of what your time is worth, now you can really start to get down to what's dominating your time. And then you can really start to see, okay, is this worth the time that I'm spending? Because either I could be spending this time making a hundred and some odd dollars an hour, or I'm spending my time doing this that's not really putting anything back to me. Okay. So let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, one of the things that, you know, right now spring is here. So you've got, you know, the the grass cutting season coming. And you got a lot of people that you got kids coming up to your door and other people coming up to your door like, hey, I want to cut your grass. I'm willing to do it for $25, $35 a, a week or, or however often you want me to come cut it. No, 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 I'm good. I cut my own grass because you're trying to save money. What you don't realize is that if it takes you an hour plus to cut your grass, is that really worth that time, right? Because if you got somebody that can come cut it for 35 bucks, right, and it takes them an hour to do it, maybe less because they got a crew or whatever, who knows and who cares? If your rate or if your hourly value is worth a hundred plus dollars or however much money you do, is that $35 really worth? Are you really saving money at this point? Because instead of you being in a session during that time, you're out there cutting grass, you know, and listen, if it's something that you just enjoy doing, you love gardening, you love tending to your yard, and it's just more of a of a solace thing, it's more of just something that get, you know you just enjoy doing it, that's different because that's giving you kind of that breakaway. But if you're doing it just to do it because you're saving $35 or $40, however much it is, is that really worth your time? Are, are you really saving that much time? Because the thing is, if it's four or five o'clock in the afternoon or even six or seven o'clock in the evening, you know, you got to make a decision. I got this 7 p.m. slot open, but it gets hot. It gets cooler around 7 in the summer. So do I want to spend that time cutting my grass or make my extra 100 and some odd dollars, 200, whatever your number is, and just pay somebody $35 to do it so I can be in a session during that time? Or I could be doing consulting business or whatever it is that you do to make your hourly rate outside of your nine to five that you can control, Right. That's the way that you need to look at it. And now that you've got your number, now you know and you can see just how much stuff and, and how valuable stuff really is. Is it really valuable for you to save that $35 to cut your grass? Right. And 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 let's not even get into the whole thing of, well, you shouldn't drink Starbucks in the morning. You know, if you're trying to save money and all this other stuff. Listen, I get it. You know, if you're in debt, you're trying to save money. That's one thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, guys, I mean, you can buy yourself a cup of coffee. I don't have a problem with that. I think that's a little overkill. Um, if you're spending three to four dollars a, a day on coffee or even just five days a week on coffee, I don't have a problem with that. I know some people are like, you know, if you're trying to get out of debt, you're trying to save money, do this. But you really need to start to put value on things and put things into perspective because because we nickel and dime everything, we that's the value we put on stuff. So when you see a penny on the ground, not too many people just squat down and pick up a penny. They, they just don't. Even if they drop it, some people just, oh, that's a penny. I'm just going to leave it. You know, you don't, you don't even want to pick it up. And so because we nickel and dime things or, or, or penny and nickel things, I'd like to say, um, 
it, 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 we don't put a true value on things. So, so really start to think about what is dominating your time and what is it that you're doing. And by the first thing is identifying things that could be replaced or could be delegated to someone for a portion of that so that you can make it. Because that's how businesses work. They make it like, okay, I can see this many customers in a day, but if I hire somebody else and, and pay them a, a much cheaper rate, I can see more patients. So if you've got someone that's that's a life coach and they decide to work, open up a, a life coaching agency and they're paying life coaches $50 an hour, right? And they can see their agency can see much more clients that way. Well, you would build a client at that point, $75 to $100 an hour. That way the agency is making so much money. So look at things like that when you're hiring people to take care of your grass or take care of your, your cars or you know anything like that. Look and see what the value is. Now, don't get too crazy with it. I, I wouldn't go out and hire like a personal chef. That could get pretty expensive. You're like, well, George, it takes an hour to cook. That's different. Okay, let's practice wisdom here with me. But I'm just saying from a perspective of some of the other things that that, that dominate grass and, and, and whatever else you can think of. Think about the next time that you kind of throw something like that away. How could I How could I take that time back? And make it valuable for me? How can I make that hour or even two hours uh, of time spent? How can I make that more valuable to where that $30 or $40 or however much is going to be doesn't hurt me as much to where I'm still going to come out profiting, right? So that's not, so that's the first thing or second thing. The third thing is you want to minimize the time you spend watching TV or social media, right? So Whenever you have that value on your time, I want you to think about just how much TV or social media you're doing. You know, casually throughout the day, people spend an average of four to six hours on social media, casually. According to a lot of screen apps and a lot of data analytics, the average person spends casually four to six hours a day on social media. That's the average person, which means that there's a lot of people that spend a lot more and there's some people that spend less. Listen, there's nothing wrong with getting on social media, seeing what, you know, your your family, your friends and, and, and colleagues and whoever else you deal with are doing. But you need to do it in spurts. There's nothing wrong with watching TV and getting a show. Look, you need a life. I get that. But at the same time, if you're watching four or five episodes a day of a particular show, that's just too much. You know, I hear people all the time. Oh, we binge watched this show in like three days. And I'm like, OK, so that show was literally 15 episodes. It was about 50 plus minutes. So you literally spent 15 hours over the course of three days watching TV. What did that bring back to you other than excitement or, or you know, you got, you know, you, you got left on a cliffhanger. So you can't wait until the next one. So you go out and you literally get online and start looking at theories and what other people are thinking is going to happen in the next season. You know, that stuff takes time. You know, start now that you got that value from step one. Really start to take a look at what you're doing, because, listen, a lot of people complain about I don't have money. I'm, I'm broke. I, I really want to get into this. I really want to buy that. I, I, I really want to learn this. And, and they complain about all that stuff that costs money. But then what they don't realize is that the time that they could be spending in a second job and, you know, bringing in that extra money or possibly even developing, a you know, a, a revenue ticket skill or some type of um you know, high level training uh, to help them make more money on the side. We spend it on watching Netflix and Hulu and all these other TV shows or we're on social media, seeing what other people are doing. And, you know, we don't put a limit on that stuff. Put a limit on it. Like, for instance, I don't I only watch TV on Sundays. 
you know, Sundays is when I watch it. Now, I will be honest, on Saturdays during college football season, I watch football in college, uh, on Saturdays. Now, I'll literally pick what games I'm going to watch and kind of minimize it. But for the most part, I'm very strategic when it comes to the time spent when it comes to watching TV and things like that. I just minimize it because I love shows just like everybody else. I love uh, I love TV just like anybody else. But if I don't do it in spurts, if I don't do it in 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 you know a a much more organized manner it can get out of control and i just refuse to do that because we've been conditioned for so long that tv's a good thing watch tv it's it's an american thing you know watch tv get in there with your family and and watch shows and watch movies and and, and things like that we've been conditioned to do that for for several years that you know it's 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 like breaking something that you've been addicted to for so long right so put a minimizer on that i would recommend downloading like a screen app that basically sends you alerts each day to tell you how much time you spend opening your phone how much time you spend on social media which apps you spend the most time on you will be surprised just how much time you actually spend on your phone doing a whole bunch of nothing so number three is minimize your time in social media time by putting a limit on it Okay. Number four is, you know, whenever you get into business, especially the online business space, you want to minimize the times that you allow access to you. Okay. Many people see people are the biggest time wasters. We love to waste people's time and we waste our own time. And people don't, you know, if you don't give them a reason to value your time, they won't. Doesn't matter what they see in you, doesn't matter any of that. They will not value your time if you don't give them a reason to. So one of the things that you want to do is how much time you spend answering emails, DMs, and and all this other stuff. You need to minimize that. And this is one of the reasons why I tell people when you get to a certain level, even when you start to make money uh, in your business, you need to invest back into your business. Uh, I tell people all the time, you know, just because you hit six figures, that is not a time to quit. That's not a time to uh, put it on cruise control and start to enjoy the things in life. That's a time to invest because I tell people all the time, if you can make one dollar, you can figure out how to make a million more. You, if you can make one dollar doing something, so I'm talking about selling lemonade, uh, you know, uh, sell it, you know, buying something cheap and selling it high. If you can do that, you can figure out how to do it multiple other times to make a million or a hundred thousand or whatever. It's just all about consistency. But one of the things that you're gonna have to do is you got to continue to invest into what it is that you're doing in order for those numbers to increase. And part of that is you're gonna have to look at getting an administrative assistant or like a virtual assistant. Um, if you if you cold call people. If you use cold calling methods, most business owners have what they call a gatekeeper. A gatekeeper is someone that takes calls on their behalf. That's who you're going to be sent to before you get sent to the owner. They're going to ask you a bunch of questions, and they're really going to make it difficult for you to get to that person. Well, what is your name and information? I'll take your information down. I'll make sure he gets it. I'll make sure she gets it. And you know, you, you've got someone that minimizes the time because that person has a company to run, and so they have people that limit the amount of access they have to them. So when you do get in front of those people, you're going to bring your A game because how difficult it was to get into and, and get into touch with them in the first place. But second, you're also going to value the time that you have with them. And so the w- number one way for you to do that is you got to limit the amount of DMs and personal emails and things like that. Um, when I first started on social media and first started on live streaming, uh, I was getting so I still do get so many emails and I was answering them. And sometimes they would take me 
hours to answer. And I would literally have people like have attitudes like, hey, I sent a message earlier this morning. I haven't heard anything. Uh, can someone please get back to me? I'm like this is this, these are people that hadn't bought any coaching, hadn't invested in anything. And they're literally asking me for valuable information that's going to make them money. But they're getting upset with me for not answering their question fast enough. And they're, they don't give any investment. So, you know, I had to put a stop to that. I had to literally put people in place uh, to to manage that stuff. I no longer answer personal DMs. People send me DMs on Facebook and all this other stuff to my personal message. Uh, uh-uh. I don't even answer. I close it out. There's certain channels you could go through Facebook on my business page and leave a message or you could talk with someone and chat with them live. You could send an email to my team. Everybody has my team's email. I talk about it all the time on social media and live stream. Uh, you could send an email through my web. You can send a message through my website. There's a team that handles that. I even have people that answered. I, have, I even have a chat option that people on my staff actually respond to chat messages as well. So the thing is, there's no excuse on how, you know, to get the answer that you want or at least get, you know, the direction and where you need to go to get to it. You just got to go through the proper channels. No longer do I answer that because people do not value your time. And the more you give them access to you, the less they will value the time that you have. So make sure that you're limiting the amount of time that you're spending answering personal emails and direct messages and things like that when it comes to business things, because you need to put people in place to manage that kind of thing. Okay. And then number five is you need to uh, do some um, customer and client analysis. So one of the things that I would recommend that you do is, you know, identify who your ideal client is and evaluate those prospects. Okay. Um, The reason that I say that is because a lot of people will waste your time. You, you know, we, I used to do discovery sessions where I would, you know, have people uh, who potentially want to work with me. I would have them set up discovery sessions. And most of the time, some of the people that I would get, I'd say at least 30 to 40% were literally just trying to get answers to their problems. They were trying to, and even though the form literally said, this is not a coaching session, but a session to figure out if we would be a good fit together, they would be asking very targeted questions to things that you're supposed to get into coaching and and strategy sessions, uh, trying to get answers out of that. And whenever they wouldn't get what they would want, they would continue to ask them a different way, hoping that you would get something out of you until eventually they're just like, okay, well, let me think about it. You know, I got to do this. I got to do that. So I made my intake form very, very detailed, but I also made it very pointed so I can uh, evaluate people better because people will waste your time. If they don't get what they're looking for, listen, some people just don't have no intentions on paying you. They have no intentions on working with you. They have no intentions on getting in a coach. So they just want to see how much information can I get, but also how close can I get to them, right? So I would advise you as your business starts to grow and as you start to eliminate these things that are keeping you from your business growing, such as, you know, watching TV and and, and spending time, you know, you know, dealing with emails and DMs and all that other kind of stuff, going through a evaluation process to evaluate prospects to make sure that they're going to be a good fit to even run with, to even talk to, to make sure that they're even someone that's truly interested in working with you on a paid basis. And then once you figure that out, I would advise getting someone to actually do the evaluations for you, speaking to them, asking them those questions, explaining to them kind of how the process goes, what the cost looks like, you know, because it's cheaper for you to hire, you know, someone 10, 20, $25, however much an hour 
to do the evaluations and to take them through that intake process than it is for you to get on there. And then they spend all this time asking you all these questions before you know it, a 15 minute discovery session, you're 45 minutes in and you've given away so much information that they, again, devalue your value. And then you're at a position to where you just lost, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of your time. And literally they have no intentions on coming back. I've ran into that so many times that it's just not even funny. So, you know, make sure that you're doing those things. So we're going to go through these again. Number one, you want to figure out what your hourly rate is, because once you figure out what your rate is, you know exactly how much your time is worth. And so when you're doing all these little things such as, you know, watching TV or, you know, surfing the Internet, you know, watching a whole bunch of, you know, crazy videos of people jumping off of you know, their roofs onto a trampoline or something while it's iced outside, you know, just crazy stuff like that. You'll really start to see, okay, this is how much time I spent. This is how much money got wasted today of me spending time on watching, you know, YouTube videos that didn't put nothing back into me. Watching the first season of this particular show and it took 12 hours of my time, you know, at doing this and doing that. And when you add that up, you'll be like, man, I literally wasted about $1,500 worth of my time this week that I could have potentially been putting into something else. So identify what your hourly rate is. Then start realizing what things that you can delegate. Delegating things like cutting the grass, answering personal emails and DMs, um, you know, doing intake for your for your prospects, all those kind of things, man. Finding people to get a portion. If you're charging $100 an hour, but you a virtual assistant to do one thing is $10, you know, someone else to, to cut your grass or to, to do some other things around that you normally do to save save money is, is 30 you know, that's at 40 bucks an hour, right? That's, that's about $40 an hour. But if you're able to return that time back into sessions or into basically uh, payable hours in some other form or fashion, you know, you're going to be coming out with a net profit of about $60 an hour on a $100 an hour basis if you're $40 an hour is going out to keep you from having to do that. Because you spend one to two hours cutting your grass, you spend another one to two hours answering emails and DMs, that's four. And then you spend two to three hours a day watching, you know, let's just say four hours a day watching TV, because easily you can get to four hours a day watching TV. You're literally at eight hours already, which is $800 worth of time. And literally you have nothing that's going to come back out of that. You're not going to get paid anything for your grad for, for you spending those couple hours getting your grass and, and, and thing right. Unless again, it's just a hobby of yours that you enjoy doing. Um, you're not going to get anything back from answering everybody's emails and DMs, you know, and telling them pretty much the same thing. Hey, here's the link to my here's the link to my calendar. Get on my calendar. Or yeah, I remember that that broadcast I did. What you want to do is X, Y, and Z, and you type it all out, even though the video is there for them to go back and review. Um, you're gonna spend waste time doing that. Or instead of just picking a day out of the week, like a Sunday or a Wednesday night or whatever to watch TV, you just watch TV all week and, and and get in three or four episodes a day. You know, before you know it, you've literally spent six to eight hours a day doing nothing, doing nothing that's not going to put anything back into your pockets. So anyway, I hope that helped you today. Hope that that uh, got you some insight as to how to make your time valuable by identifying how much your time is worth and then putting things into place to make sure that you're not wasting it. So thank you guys so much for coming in today. Appreciate you all. Hope you're having a blessed day. This is Wednesday. Happy hump day. Um, And we will see you all soon.
And remember, if you're committed to taking care of your money, your money will be committed to taking care of you. Until next time, y'all make sure y'all go out and monetize everything. Thanks for listening to the Monetize Everything Podcast with George Pitts. Visit us at georgepittsco.com for show notes and more resources on how to build wealth, improve your finances, and multiple streams of income all online.